Mensa presents SCP. The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wild. All right, we ready to go? Yes. Somebody play the intro. <laughs> That's every intro to me. Steve Dangle. Dangle podcast. <laughs> Wait, no, that's Keep the going. outro. I suck. Uh, yeah. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. Woo! Woo! How you doing? God, it is good to see. You know what? The last time we did one of these, it was like the second week of July, and we were so burnt out, and oh. it was like, and Steve was worried about how Tyson Berry was going to fit in, and it was it was anxious, and he was sad. And no Nazem Kadri in a brewery that I forgot had no air conditioning. Oh, yeah. On the hottest day of the world. Yes. It was 50 degrees Celsius, and I was sweating because of the heat, and I was sweating because of what if Tyson Berry isn't good enough, and Ben (laughs) Harper's our new captain, and everything's ruined. I have since calmed down. Um, But not too much. Not too much. Well, we'll see how hype I get after... my well, okay. PSL. Can I can I talk to you about what I had to do because I had to be the coffee runner today, and so I was going down and I got what a, an adult male gets, which is an americano, right? <laughs> right. So what do you think adult to my left gets? Hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. What else we got? What else we got? French vanilla. French vanilla? No. Keep going. Keep going. What season is it? Pumpkin spice latte. That's right. You're damn right. Steve Dangle is a lactose-free. Pumpkin spice latte guy. Yeah, I'm a little bit better than everyone else. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know if you. I literally, I got it because I wanted something with some sugar in it and to annoy Adam. It checked both those boxes. Right. So that's what I got. And they said, do you, want, uh, do you want whipped cream on that? I'm like, I'm pretty sure he does, actually. <laughs> and they put a little cinnamon on it, too, for you. So I was glare at them. How dare you ask me that? Of course I do. <laughs> do I'm you a ever child. get the pup cream for Iggy? We have got the. Where you get the little pop cream, pup Jesse Puppuccino. Oh, how could I be so yes, ignorant? Yes, we have gotten uh, Iggy a puppuccino. We have not gone to Starbucks with Charlie, nor would we, because he is an old man with old man farts. <laughs> yes. So we are heading into the worst part of the season. And the reason I say it's the worst part of the it season... It gets worse? Yes, because because you're excited for the season to start, and you keep hearing about how the season's going to start, but we're going to go through one full month of training camp where we get to hear a bunch of training camp stories. You guys ready for that? Are you ready for yes. two weeks' worth of features about a guy who was drafted in the second round four years ago? Let's go! Oh, my God. I can't wait for the first four of eight play- or, uh, preseason games where three NHLers dress per night, and the Leafs still charge 100 bucks a ticket. Starting center, Adam Brooks. <laughs> like, dude, I can't get hype for it. I no, just, no. I, I'm going to be watching. Yeah, Let's sure. Let's make no mistakes there. I always, this happens every year is I rant about how the preseason's so boring. And then my wife goes, oh, so we don't got to watch tonight? And I'm like, no, 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 no. But you, <laughs> you put that down and you go watch Below Deck somewhere else. <laughs> Great show. What's Below Deck? Below Deck is, uh, it's about, Yachties. Um, it's about people who work on yachts and how they uh, uh, deal with working on a yacht and mostly drink and fight each other um, and also deal with, uh, deal with their snooty guests. I love Below Deck. I hate 90 Day Fiance, oh. which they have now decided to make. That show is problematic. It is. Pro- <laughs> oh. 
Think of how many blogs you could write about how problematic that show is. Oh, my. You won't believe number four. <laughs> I don't believe any of them. They're, so it's a terrible show, right? So it's going to get canceled. Wrong. They made nope. two spinoffs. Nope. There's what do we have? 90 Days the Other Way. Mm-hmm. which the title itself is problematic. So wait a second. Explain, so explain. explain that. The show is just people getting conned, for God's sake. No, people no, getting but, deported. So, but what's the, we understand the concept of 90 Day Fiance, right? Yes. We get that. Yes. Yeah. What's the other way? The other way is instead of the conned person bringing someone in, the conned person goes to that person's country. So like there's one no. guy who's like... Why would you want to go to that person's he's, country? He's like being ripped off and also... The Brazilian government has like labeled him a terrorist, so like now he's got to go back. And then, and now there's a new one that's the height of anxiety. It's before the 90 days. Mm-hmm. What's that? Before the 90 days is them explaining how they're about to change their life and just go to this other country or whatever, or I'm going to give this person $40,000, or, oh, I've been dating this woman for eight years. Oh, have you ever met her? No. Stuff like that. And it's just their friends trying to talk them out of it and get them to see. And the whole time, it's like, it's like a show that's just the beginning of a horror movie. <laughs> the, like the beginning, middle, end is just the beginning of the horror movie. The whole time when you're screaming, oh, don't go in there. The whole show is don't go in there. <laughs> it's awful. So below deck, cool. And yeah, that's how I feel about the preseason. Can I make an argument, a counterpoint? What? It's also genius. Oh. Because they've made a show out of just the casting process. Yes. Seriously. It's genius. Yeah. Totally. Well, DLC I mean, is genius. <laughs> they are. They are. I mean, they, they made Honey Boo Boo famous, right? Like, they oh, yeah. were the ones that... W- American Idol was like that, too. The whole casting process was the best part of that show. And, yeah, and once Honey- they got down to the actual talented people, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm yes. out. I, I don't care. No. Oh, show me what? William Hung. Yeah, yeah. Show, once it or became William an actual ta- uh, talent show. No. No, no one cares about no, that. No, stupid. Also, Honey Boo Boo is like 26 now. If you are looking... <laughs> that's not I don't know if that's factual. accurate, but it's, to me, yeah. she's 26. If you are looking for... Great shows to watch. Tweet Mrs. Dangle. Oh. She's always got something she's working on that is very dramatic and very gross. And you'll feel bad about watching it, but you'll really like it. You know that meme? How do you know what's good for me? That's my opinion! Like, she actually watches that show, but I didn't know the name of it. I just knew the meme. I don't know the meme. Um, what is the show? You don't know the meme? No, I don't, oh, I don't know, know the, the name of it now. Oh, yeah. no. now, the that, now that I've brought it up in front of people, Deep cut Steve I don't here. know what it is. So here's the thing, guys. Yeah. We got 30 days of training camp ahead, and... My, my question is, every single year, people in the NHL, reporters mostly, but also management, coaches, players definitely kind of grumble about how long this process is. Because they, uh, they do the rookie camp tournament, yes, right, which happens. Traverse City. Yeah. <laughs> which Could is, not even tell you where that is. Don't know where it is either. Don't answer, don't care. Um, I don't know who's even... <laughs> don't, I don't even know who's participating this year. I know the Leafs are always in it. Teams. But, so they do that. And then they get into the actual training camp, which is a couple of weeks before they play a game, and they have it down. I think they have the roster down to 45 people before they play their first game. It's absurd. And they do roster splits. And so the, the, the reporters hate it. The players hate it. Somebody always gets injured and screws up their entire season. Oh. And last year, who was it for the Leafs? Uh, or the Leafs organization? I don't remember. It might have been a lingering injury from the last playoff run, but I want to say Mason Marchment got injured in the preseason, and it completely took him out as an option. And he ended up having like a really good 
back half and he sort of worked his way into oh maybe this guy can be in the NHL one day but like those those injuries down in the minors they often get swept to the wayside I remember people being like man Andreas Janssen's uh production is down this year I'm like yeah he got brained in the playoffs and the guy who hit him got a 10 game suspension the hit was so Jake bad Jake Dodgson no, it wasn't, it wasn't Jake, Jake Dodgson. No, Jake Dodgson is the guy who injured everyone else. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, he, oh, honestly, he took out like three Leafs. Fun fact about the guy who injured Andreas Janssen, uh, his name is Dan Kelly. He was a Devils prospect. You know what he is now? A ref. He got hired this past week. He, he right, got hired a couple crazy. of what, what league? Uh, I think no NHL. I think he got he's hired. An NHL as, ref. I think he's an NHL official. Man, if you are uh, slugging it, it out in the ECHL, how angry are you that this plug got ahead of you to the NHL to ref like that? Well, and like you know, bringing in a guy like George Peros, he's the director of player safety or whatever. Like Oof. they bring in people who have like been through the system or or doled out the pain. I know. I Peros has never been suspended. I know. That's what his defenders always say. But they always bring in the herders <laughs> the, right. the guys who do the herding right to, and you're a ref now you're in charge of <laughs> you okay you very dangerous player you're in charge of safety it's a bit odd it's wild it is a bit odd it's very nhl yes and nhl ref confirmed by wikipedia NH- yeah. nhl can't wait for like is he is he gonna throw andreas Janssen in the box i hope so <laughs> or if he if Janssen trips someone does he go ah <laughs> Ah, I'll let this one slide. You know, the brain trauma. Ah. Sorry. Ah. You know, but hockey, right? Is that in the rule book? Ah, it's all under the ah. Don't worry no minutes it. for ah. No minutes for ah. <laughs> Literally, yes. Two minutes for you can't do that. Two Minus two minutes for ah. Yeah, mine. There you go. He gives the other guy embellishment. He's like in the corner. His knee hurts. I want to see it. He owes him one. He owes him one. I, I hope he does the Leafs Bruin series. Can't wait. Who's excited for that? Oh, man. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> None of or you. Or maybe enough time has passed that you are. No. Okay. <laughs> I was just being hopeful. There you go, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so one thing that's, that's lingered all summer, and we, we wouldn't be Leaf fans if we didn't bring this up, is the Mitch Marner contract. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it, bring it. Yeah, no. <laughs> There's no contract. The lack I found of it Mitch funny Marner that, that uh, EA Sports put out the uh, the NHL ratings, and he got an 89. Yep. And uh, everybody was like, Paul Marner must be so disrespected right now. <laughs> <laughs> and not a 90. <laughs> and and the fact that honestly that they had him listed in a Leafs jersey, I thought was like, well. You're being quite presumptuous there because there's no guarantees on that front either. They're just going to have like a roster of people in NHL, like what John Scott wore to the All-Star game that one time. NHL. He was, yeah, like Miko Rantanen and Matthew Kachuk. And it's actually not a bad team. No. If he, if he had an R, all-RFA team, I think they would do pretty well. They would do okay, but they're, they're dropping like flies out. Well, and so this is an interesting thing. We were, talking, like about, we were talking about this in the car before, uh, before the show, and Steve's like, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, cool, I got some stuff. And one of the things that you brought up, I thought it was a really, really interesting point, is I we know. had a couple of RFAs sign already. Colin Miller's the most notable. He had a six-year deal. I think he's making six and a half now. Colin White. Colin White, not yes. Colin Miller. That, um, I, that still bugs me, too. You want to go on the list of things that bug me? Sorry. <laughs> yep, go ahead. So he signed his deal, six-year deal, 
And who else? We've got a couple others that sort of floated the in. The Islanders signed... Uh, Beauvillier. Uh, Beauvillier was the big one. Josh Hosang and I think Michael Dal Cole as well. Patrick what, Maroon. Derek Broussard. What, Patrick Maroon... He's a... Is a U- a, he's a UFA, he's a UFA and, oh. and B, he's the, Tampa is the new leave, leave us all alone team. I'm just going to the list, through the list of signings. Oh, <laughs> yeah. If Brissa- we can- Islanders? Any Islanders? Yeah. Islanders, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I forgot. Yeah. That's so – I couldn't even – like, I'm dying for news, and then that happened, and I'm like, eh. Uh, like, I couldn't even <laughs> bring myself to get worked up about it, although – Put down my phone. All I remember about that day is he was rumored to be going to the Oilers. Yes. Yes. And then he went to the Islanders. I'm like, ah, he's going to score 30 goals now. That sucks. He'll be their new Val Philpola. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So the the thing is, though, you know, the Colin White one is very, very interesting because the the Marner narrative, which we've talked about, is silly. The whole idea that the not best player available as an RFA is going to somehow set the market is crazy. Now, there is a bit of a Toronto tax. I think we can out, – people outside of here, I don't think, get it yet. But to play in Toronto, it seems like we got to pay our players just a little bit more because they know they have a little bit of leverage with us fans to be like, well, you know, I could not suit up for you. How would your fans feel about that? Because this is a market that actually pays attention. Now – Mitch Marner, they've been saying for, especially one guy at, at the other network saying, at one of the networks, not the other network. I don't, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> Your about. Your other network. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess technically I work for the same company. Man, this coffee's, um, this coffee's all the way down to the dregs. Has been pushing the, <laughs> has been pushing the 13, 14 million narrative, that? right? I had Jesse pull up Cap Friendly. It's delicious. How many people, how many people could actually sign Mitch Marner to an offer sheet today with the cap space that they have? So they would teams? need cap space above... 11 million, let's say. 10 and a half. The Flyers, Avalanche, Blue Jackets, and Jets. And all of those teams, if I'm not mistaken, have massive RFAs to sign themselves. Yeah, the, the Flyers have Provorov. The Avalanche have Rantanen. The Blue Jackets have Wierenski. And the Jets have uh, Line A and Connor. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is fun. So that's also not happen. Blue Jackets are bad. I just thought I should throw that <laughs> yeah. out there. If they if they keep Warenski, they're still bad. Yeah. Well, they will, and they've got thirty million dollars in cap space. It goes to show how hard the RFA negotiations are. But what you what you said in the car I thought was really interesting is that it may be the bottom up that sets the market, which is an interesting thing that I don't think anyone expected. Can you explain that? Yeah, it's not it's not quite like well. Nathan Beauvillier is surely going to decimate Marner's ask. It's, it's not that. It's the, the pressure Anthony. of him. What did I say? Nathan. Nathan? Yeah. Why did I say Nathan? I don't know. And the Nathan Beauvillier. <laughs> um, so everyone's waiting on Marner to establish the market. And if you're Dubas, you've got to be in no rush to sign that contract because really it's an insult to you Everyone assumes Marner is going to be the most overpaid, <laughs> right? Right, yeah. So they're waiting on him to establish the market. But I think as the names drop, Bovillier is not an amazing name. He's a good name. Nathan, yeah. uh, I called him Nathan again. Anthony Bovillier is a really good player. Colin White's a good player on a really nice Very good deal. T- yep. um, you know, I think that could be, could be Kadri-like. Keeping inflation in mind, I don't think he's Nazem Kadri, but, but yeah, if the, if he's it, got some room to if grow. If it goes up $10 million, the cap that is in the next 10 years, or in the next 10 years, in the next three, four years, which is highly possible, $3 bucks a year? Yeah. yeah. 
yeah. that's a good deal. That's a Kadri-like deal. Like I just feel like Marner and the Leafs are in this standoff, whereas most of these other player team situations, it's not actually confrontational. They're just waiting to see what they can get. And as the floor sort of drops out from underneath them, the public pressure, I think, is, is going to mount like, all right, this is clearly on you. Sign. Right. That's the fantasy I have in my head. <laughs> I know it's not realistic. Well, it would be. I just hope so. It would be very, very interesting. And I think I, what I'm curious about, because you've got Ranton and Marner, Chuck, uh, who, else is, who else is still available? And there's some big, there's still well, big, Line A. Who Line is, A, Connor, uh, there's some really who, good defensemen. Who of that group, of that top five, top six guys that are still available, and these are very, very talented hockey players, who's going to be the first one to go, you know what, I'd rather be in camp, give me a bridge. Or, you know what, whatever, I'll sign it. Because someone's going to crack here. Someone must crack. It's, I'm waiting for a new villain to emerge. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I feel like I saw like little whispers, and I, I follow too many people on my Twitter, so I lose sight of who's legitimate and who's just randomly talking out their ass. There was one I saw that Kachuk was asking for 10. Matthew Kachuk, great player. What? 10. Uh, and Ivan Provorov as well. Ten million for Ivan Provorov? And I saw that the no. same day that Wierenski was asking for or offered five times three or something, which is... Also ridiculous. Darling, except for the fact that it expires so soon. Um, so, like, it'd be really interesting to see another team crack, like the Flames maybe, and they're under a lot of pressure. Like, uh, the Leafs had a disappointing uh, result in their playoff against the Bruins, ha, uh, the Flames won their friggin' division. Yeah. You know, like, thank they, the Flames love the Blue Jackets for beating the Lightning because that was embarrassing too. They lost in five. So, what if the Flames are the ones that crack and they give Kachuk 10 million or something? And then that could work. I don't know which way that works though, is the problem. What do you mean? Well, with do Marner? People, do people yell and scream about it because it's such an overpayment? Or does Marner go, and now my number is 14 <laughs> because, because Matthew Kachuk got 10. Well, that's the argument, right? If somebody who he thinks he's better than gets more than he's worth, then his number just keeps going higher. You know what we should do yeah. like as a show? When Marner signs, we don't discuss it. <laughs> We've done enough. We I've, did enough before he signed. Just do a full episode on Harry Potter. A hundred percent. Right? We like that, 100%. right? A hundred percent. Just started the Order of the Phoenix today for the fifth time. <laughs> you can download other audiobooks. You know that, right? I'm aware of my options as an adult <laughs> man. You could download your audiobook and listen to you. Oh, I've already done that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, just pulling up at red lights, making eye contact with the driver next to me, turning it up. <laughs> you bought yours yet? Man, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> Want a promo code? Sorry. Ah, Set the book. Just put the book against the window, like like the this ti- one, like the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> just have it run down the window. I like that. I like that. Mm. Well, you know, it's it's a it's going to be very very interesting to see. Um, as I I think I've been quite vocal about, I think his agent has completely bungled this. This is a negotiation that, as Steve said, the RFA thing didn't need to be it this didn't need to be contentious right off the bat and the understanding that we're left with is that it was and that from what we understand 
they walked in there the first day and said it kind of it was kind of guns blazing if you know what I'm saying. They walked in there six months before the first day. Yeah, yeah, and and you know it started with the Matthews deal when you know Darren Darren Ferris came out and said yeah. all with all terrible contract for the Leafs. I cannot believe this. Um, you know, imagine right? Like this is the agent of this player's best friend. Terrible. And this is not. This is going to be very, very interesting. I think for him. I think this is a more important contract for Darren Ferris. This is a make or break for him. It's not a make or break for Kyle Dubas. It's not a make or break for Mitch Marner. Darren Ferris is the guy that either wins or loses after this. Because if you look at all the rest of his clients, they're all kind of middling guys. They're not bad players, but they're not superstars. He's got and one. Who's the other guy? The big superstar coming up next summer oh. is Taylor Hall. Oh. Unrestricted free agent, and I'm fascinated to now, see how it works. Is that same agency or same agent? Same agent. As far as I know, same yes, agent. Yeah, and page, there's yeah. some, uh, Mike Stevens actually back there uh, was all over this. Uh, Darren Ferris had. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Uh, he had an agency, and it merged with another agency, and right. there was some confusion. But Puckpedia? Yeah. Oh, it's the no, Puckpedia is the website. That has all the information yes. on that. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Rising star yes. Uh, in the hockey blogosphere, yes. Puckpedia. Um, where was it going with that? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I've been fascinated with how Darren Ferris is going to handle the Taylor Hall thing because he's unrestricted, which is this territory I've never seen him work with. It's like July 1st is going to come, and he's going to be like, Taylor Hall might miss training camp. And it's like, what? <laughs> We, we, we've talked to Zurich. We, he's, we're going to sign him. holding out. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor Hall is signed with Akbar's Kazan, and he's going to be doing a bunch of laps with them and taking pictures of it and wake surfing with his dog like nothing's bothering him. 20 million rubles or we walk. Yes. And everyone's going to you don't you're not on a team. I don't understand what the contention is. Yeah. So I, I don't know how that's going to go. Yeah. I, I think this. No and, you know, if you're Taylor Hall, you're probably watching this going, I will make or break. This will be the make or break. Right? Because, I mean, uh, you can see, I mean, what was it? Uh, Max Pacioretty switched agents. He went from Brisson to Alan Walsh, did he not? He, like, fired him, like, at the draft. While the trade was supposed to happen to Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah, and there were, there were rumors about, yeah, you're going to get traded to this team, and then you're going to sign for this amount of money, and he goes, WTF, that's not the amount of money. So, yeah, if Ferris screws this up, so he's really looking at two meal tickets, right? It's not right. just the one. Because if he screws this up, Taylor Hall can go, mm, and can him and then all of a sudden Ferris doesn't get one, two, three percent, whatever it is, of the Willy Wonka amount of money that <laughs> Taylor Hall's gonna get next year. Or not, because he's bad in the locker room. Is that what it is that what they say? That's what Edmonton says. Oh right, yeah. I think Edmonton's got a bad locker room. He is he is the lemon tree to Edmonton Shelbyville. <laughs> Deep Simpson Shake reference. harder, boy. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> and and Zach Cassian is turnip juice. And I or no, sorry, Milan Lucic is turnip Who's juice. Who's not an oiler anymore? Yeah. James Neal is turnip juice is there what I'm trying go. to say. <laughs> Edmonds, it's so convoluted. Why am I so obsessed with that team? Well, I think I mean, I don't know if you guys saw we we have this listed. We weren't going to jump to it next, but we may as well. Um Jesse Puyarvi signed in Finland and he's got an opt-out clause for December 1st, so he can still sign in North America. Now, and, and he's actually signed in Europe. Yeah. Marner's like, like, I'm going to throw on a Zurich practice jersey and do some laps. And evidently what they're looking for is a top nine forward and a first round pick for him. A guy that's played 37 games. No. Yeah. Literally no. And Leon Leon Dreisaddle said, obviously he's a young guy and he's decided he doesn't want to play with us. And, I mean, you guys have seen Oilers games. Can you blame him? 
No, and, and the, the problem, I feel, it's funny. Oilers fans, I think, have actually handled Jesse Puglia-Yarvi and this whole thing very well. The media has not. No, but they never do. <laughs> and that's okay. So in that way, they're consistent. <laughs> it's true. They're on brand. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's a skill in this life to be consistent. But um, Puglia-Yarvi, you can't blame for wanting out of Edmonton. They bungled his health. They bungled his development. Sorry, you said bungle in the first five minutes of the show, and it's the only word in my head right now. Okay. It's all. Does I anyone have a, a synonyms dictionary out that we can we use other than bungle? Effed up. Yeah. All right. They effed up this and they effed up that. Um, but now they go out and they get Ken Holland, mm-hmm. and the moves they've made resemble sanity for the first time in a little. What bit. have they actually done though? Well, they got rid of Lucic's contract. Granted, they had to bring in James Neal's, but James Neal can, like, play Skate. hockey yeah. and, and stuff. And, I like, didn't get that deal at all, by the way. I did not understand why, Cal- why did Calgary do that. I don't and, understand like, I know, why you call up your closest rival and trade problems. Well, and that, yeah. So the understanding I had from Calgary was that the James Neal was, like, talking back to the coaches and stuff. That's what they were insinuating. Yeah, he didn't fit in in terms of just playing on the lines he wanted to play on because they bumped him down the fourth line and just in the locker room. I can't say I blame him. You brought me in at five and a half million dollars and you're going to play me on the fourth line. Exactly. But there was the team chemistry thing as well. Right. And he he, he showed up at camp out of shape. But they also said the same thing about Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, well, and James Neal, like, didn't go to any museums, which is why they didn't get as much for him. That's (laughs) That's why they didn't get as much for him. what do they think? Okay, so you trade. I, I I look at probabilities here, right? You look at what Lucic has done in the last three seasons, which is close to nothing, really and truly. And it's not, that's not a personal attack on him. Those are just the results. It's James Neal, two of the last three seasons, has scored 20-plus goals. I don't know. And he had one really bad year. Yeah. Lucic's time, uh, time coming to collect its debt. That's all it is. Happens to everybody. Uh, James Neal, I don't understand. Like, yeah, 20. He plays with McDavid, like, part-time. Guy puts up 20 goals. Yeah. No problem. Without question. Well, and that's where I, I don't understand that trade for Calgary because you're trading for an asset that you know can't produce. You're trading an asset that could produce for a guy that you know can't. How do you lose and a I didn't trade to that. Edmonton? <laughs> like, that, that's, that's Times are a-changing. what it is. So, anyway, how do you lose a trade to Edmonton? Because they, the Oilers are starting to sort of resemble sanity. Okay. So, everyone's going, no, Jesse, please, Jesse, hey. please stay. Things are finally, I know we've said that, like, Five times in the last six months or something like that uh, with this team. God knows how many coaches ago. But it might actually work this time. But they've broken his heart. They've, they, they've, when well, his I, I say broken his heart. Both hips. Yeah, and bro- both hips. They, he doesn't trust them, and I don't blame him for wanting to go somewhere else. This isn't, this isn't your run-of-the-mill, I don't want to be there because you suck. I don't want to be there because of the weather. He doesn't trust the organization to make the decisions that are best for him. And that's... The sins of the past coming back to haunt him. Well, and, and, that's and let me, not Ken Holland's fault, but it's the case. Let right? me ask you this, okay? So you've had one boss for three years, the guy that drafted you, and um, for years and years and years they slagged you because they said you were not you weren't performing. They gave you about three seconds with Connor McDavid. You didn't produce, and you said the whole time, "Hey, my hips are bad," and they're like, "Skate through it, play through it." Last season, he stopped playing in January. Something like that. And went to New York and had not one but two hips operated on. And he was playing through two hip injuries. Your and hips you, are bad. So's your attitude. Get out there, Jesse. Has anybody here ever had a hip injury? Anybody here? Hands? Show of hands. Who's had a hip injury? Pulled a muscle? Anything? Anything? 
Yes, Avery, you Avery. have? Avery. Okay. Yeah. What did you have? Okay. Bold hip muscle. How mobile were you? Not very mobile, right. So if you'd had that times two, how mobile would you have been? You'd be in bed for a month. This is my point. I, I don't, for, for me, if I'm Jesse Pugliarvi in this, I look at this and go, I don't care that Ken Holland's here. It's the other guys. He's only gotten rid of like three of them. It's, the, it's everybody else in that organization, the medical staff, the coaching staff, everybody else. And I know that some of those people are new, but why would you trust them? Not the greatest comparison, but it's a little bit, uh, like the rumor that Kawhi didn't trust the Lakers medical staff or like they just got a weird aura around them. You just, you know, you ever walk into a house, you go, what's that smell? Yeah. Like that's the Lakers and that's the Oilers. It's like going on a date with somebody you just don't have any chemistry with. Yeah, right? Ken Holland's running up and down the stairs with a Febreze thing, like just <laughs> tr trying to fix everything, but it's, it's 80s Oilers Febreze. Yeah. Like it's, it's not enough. Gretzky, coffee, Messier. Yeah. Oh, Is that the problem? Coffee stains. <laughs> Is it too many guys from the eighties still in the front I office? I think it's too many guys who don't know what they're doing. I mean, like, listen, I think, I think Daryl Cates genuinely wants to win, but I think Daryl Cates also likes hanging out with the guys he grew up watching in Edmonton in the early 80s, and well, I don't blame him for that. I also think he's making fewer decisions. Yes. Because of that, that bombshell they dropped Absolutely. there at the end of the season. So I, I, there's, there's reason to believe things are going to change, but Jesse Pugliarvi said that's nice. You, you know what a real change is going somewhere else. Bingo. So if it, if it works out, good for them. But I'm mm -hmm. done. You, uh, Jesse, did you want? Did you want, did you have something there that you were bringing up? I was looking at NHL by Maddie's tweets. <laughs> yes, My I noticed Twitter account. Yes. I noticed. <laughs> wow. Do you think he's made an impact? Now, are we still 100% sure that this is actually his tweet? We don't know. Do we know it's a is it a parody account? We don't know. It's fully no. I will. That is the tinfoil hat. I will not take off. Can NHL someone call that Maddie, newspaper and find out? I literally want to speak to Jim Matheson in person. Yes, and have him show me his flip phone <laughs> that it's his Twitter. <laughs> he's. You know what? He's. He probably has a flip phone that. Remember, you used to be able to text to your Twitter account to tweet. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Text like eight nine nine six. Yes. And then it yes. Goes right to your Twitter. Totally. Yeah, yeah. He's probably got two, that one, going two, on. Two one two one two. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. All right, what and do we got, Jesse? His Anything? takes aren't that fire. Oh, man. They're kind of lukewarm takes. Man, so, so yeah, I know he's got All right. late Very August Jim Matheson, eh? Come on. Uh, he, he tweeted that uh, Oilers should just move on. They know uh, Pugliarvi is making a mistake. That's not. That's, that's a little spicy. Do you think that's, that's spicy? That's a little passive aggressive. Okay. I like that the Oilers know he's making a mistake. <laughs> oh. I like that because when. Here's the real challenge. Go okay. back and find him criticizing the Oilers. Oh, mm. you actually started scrolling. I, You're not going to find it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to find it. Whatever sure. they do is the, the The Oilers have decided to go without ice this season. You know what? <laughs> I'm for it. Save money. Have everyone play on was Mars it, Blades. It's a Keith Gretzky initiative. Yes. <laughs> of course. My friend Keith Gretzky. Right. Oh, God. NHL by Maddie. My... My love. He's not in mid-season form, though. No, a couple of them are just Cam Ward tweets you know, congratulating him on a great career. Are you excited that Cam Ward... Are, are, you, sa are you sad, sorry, that, that you were robbed of some NHL team giving Cam Ward three million bucks to not be good? Yes. Big time. Because that, that was a trend for a while. It, it, man, bless the guy. Oh, it was he's the, got... Bless his agent. If I'm a player oh, in the NHL, I want that guy's agent. Come on. What? Marner should have fired... Uh, Darren Ferris. And yes. With whoever yeah. represents Cam Ward. Maybe it's Darren Ferris. I don't know. Because that was the... God bless the guy. 
sounds like he's an, an amazing person. No one has said anything bad about him, but that was the greatest Griff going for at least three years. I think you I know, have some preseason NHL by Maddie. It's not it's not midseason form. Okay, so he's warming up. That's it, fine. That's uh, fine. That's he, what this show is. It's a warm up anyway, yeah, right, he guys? Turned on the bathwater. Yeah. Water. All, right. All right. He turned on the bathwater. The bass kind of. Okay. Yeah. He's, it's filling up. Okay. Right. He said Holland wants draft pick and good prospect for Yessi. After team forced to give away Yakupov for third round pick to Blues, Oilers need some help now in future for Pugliarvi. Which is fair. But like Yakupov, they threw him under the bus so many times that they've submarined his value. I'll, I'll die on the hill. That, okay, Dreisaitl is a legend for being the rose to grow out of the sidewalk here because they, they, they did the same thing to Yak. Mm-hmm. He had a great start and got worse as it went. Like, listen, your success is up to you for sure, for an extent. Try hard. Don't eat ice cream in front of Dallas Eakins. Saw that tweet. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> Wait, it's what's really that? Hold up. Hold up. Baseball. For those of us that did not see that, what is that? Oh, like, okay. So when Dallas Eakins was the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, he, he was a health freak. The, the Toronto media turned on him. Beca- or no, Edmonton. Because he was a head coach. Or maybe it was with the Marlies, and then he brought it to the Oilers. You know, okay, when you go up there, there's popcorn. Is anybody waiting finger. for the actual story here? I'm right? telling it! <laughs> Just a question. Just a, just a question. Popcorn, <laughs> chicken fingers, ice cream bars, and Dallas Egan said none of that. And he like had, I don't know, kale sandwiches or some <laughs> crap, carrot sticks. And, and the Edmonton media was just like, what? This is crap. <laughs> Give us our garbage. We want our garbage back. So Egan's, Egan's was a huge health freak. Remember he like called Kadri fat? Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, that yep. was the thing. So Yakupov... And Eakins and a few of the Oilers, they go out to the restaurant, and Yakupov sits down right in front of Eakins with a giant bowl of ice cream. Oh. <laughs> As a rookie. And? He ate it. He ate the damn thing, and that's why he's a legend. So, listen, maybe it's because he had too many ice creams. I don't know. All I know is he arrived good, even if he shouldn't have been taken first overall. He arrived good, got worse, and is now in the Continental Hockey League. That's got to be a little bit Edmonton's fault. Is it, do you blame them for that? Yes. Yeah? Got 100%. Be. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Just like I blame the Leafs for all the blown draft picks they had. All the people yes. that they brought up before they should have because they're like, well, we need to rush them. Like, look at what happened. I mean, if, if they had put – and I'm not saying Luke Shen would have ever been – the Chris Pronger that he was billed to be. But Scott you, Stevens. Scott Stevens. Oh, if you had given good. that guy a couple years with, before, and he was pre-Barb Underhill, but if you had given him some, some actual legitimate skating coaching in a, in, at an age in life where you can still really learn that stuff, when you can really pick that up, when you can absorb that. And we've had, there have been players on the Leafs, and Freddie Goche is one of those guys. Freddie Goche skating three years ago, just Freddie Goche skating now, as, as not good as it still is, is way better. And he broke his leg in the middle of all that, yes, too. Yes, 100%. That was Jake Dotchin. That was Jake Dotchin. That okay. was Jake Dotchin. So we're getting there. The point I'm trying to make is, is that if you, don't, if you don't set these people up, it's like any career anywhere. If you do not set people up with the right coaching, which the Oilers have consistently not done, you will consistently get no results, which the Oilers have consistently gotten. And Luke Shen was torture because he was picked fifth, and then I think Tyler Myers was picked 12th. 
they were on the same junior team, and it was like, here's one that was rushed to the NHL, here's a guy that was allowed to go back to the WHL, and he's at the World Juniors kicking ass, mm-hmm. and he won a WHL championship that year, and he dropped a plate, and... Um, <laughs> You and know, the Leafs t- were never going to be good that year anyway, so why have him up? No, and time caught up with him a bit, but that's how time works. Right. Like, Tyler Myers has had a good little career so far. Yep, yep. Arguably uh, better than Luke Shens. Now, back to the Leafs for a second, because again, ah. I just want to quickly... Oh, St- Jesse, you got something? What do you have there? No, it's all good. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was the one thing, the one person in midseason form, there is one person in midseason form. It's not a player, it's not a GM, it's not a coach, it's not an owner. That person's name is Brian Burke. Mid-season form. Did you guys see this? All right. So Brian goes on the air, and it's funny because it was right after our Monday show when I said, can everybody stop freaking out about Austin Matthews five years from now? Five years is an eternity. A resounding crotchety no. And Brian jumps on (laughs) primetime sports that afternoon and says, Austin Matthews is going to leave in five years. (laughs) And it's not because anything the team does. It's because taxes in Canada are too much. The Leafs Nation Mm. collectively vomited on Twitter. Like, it was just too much. There's already enough anxiety as it is. Uh, I noticed that Leafs Twitter today was tweeting about the the best months of the year, ranking them top 1 to 12. They were super bored. And then Brian Burke goes, wham, there you go. Have fun with that. Yeah. En- enjoy that, kids. So it's, it's weird. It wasn't a resounding shut up, Brian Burke. It was a not now. Because <laughs> see, we're dealing with enough. Because <laughs> that's the one take I think that most Leaf fans, if you ask them, given what we saw with Tavares, it's like, well, I mean, yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah. Right? It's, it's well, it, yeah. Isn't it funny that John is the reason, is that the guy whose shirt I'm wearing tonight, that he's the reason that we think people might leave the Leafs? Which Kawhi too, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Vince Carter and and, and name every Doug Gilmore, every every good player we've ever had is, is yeah. left us somewhat heartbroken. The difference between Matthews and Kawhi is Matthews has already signed a second contract. God bless him. But right. um, I listen. The reason you're all here in this room tonight is because I freak out about things. <laughs> you're here because I handle things poorly and have for over a decade. Brian Burke said that, and I. Couldn't get worked up. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you might. But like half a decade, half a decade from now, that sounds like, listen, plan for tomorrow. It's a good strategy. But that sounds like a five years from now rant to go on. Yeah. At least four. <laughs> if oh, there's anything we know about We'll start talking days, about a three and a half, though. You know oh. that. Is Brian Burke just planting seeds along the way so that he can fill in or take over for Don Jerry? <laughs> is that what he's doing? You know, Whoa. I gotta say, because I, I think he's just doing hot take, hot take here. I gotta say, here. look at me, sports. Who's who? Don Jerry. Who's gonna? Honestly, who's better? Who's better to fill those shoes? <laughs> well, and old, and old. Have to be old. Come on, he can't be old and crotchety yet. Come on. I can dye later. my hair or wait like three years. <laughs> Anyways, that's my theory. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, and, uh, no, and I think dude, I it's, like it. It's he doesn't he doesn't kick the hornet's nest. That guy's got shoes made of hornet's nest and just <laughs> walks around <laughs> kicking people in the head with them. Like I, th- he's not going to run out of hot takes. I, th- I think that's just it's what he is. Matthew's going to leave in five years, and I don't doubt that he believes it. And I just think 
Uh, now, Matthews is going to leave. Here's here's this would have been the Joker. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, Matthews is going to leave. Something. Hold on. Matthews is going to leave in five years, and it's okay because he doesn't fight enough. <laughs> that would have been the Joker. There you go. But he didn't. He just he hit us with the ace. Well, he's going to leave because two. he's American. That's that, that, at the wow. end of the day, that's it. There you go. Well, you know, I just here's the thing. If if you're worried about Matthews already in five years, what else are you worried about? Taxes. I worry more about taxes. They come, they come quicker than Austin Matthew contracts, right? You know, that's yep. the thing. It's, it's, a, it's a thing that that's a five years from now problem. Let's leave that as a five years from now problem. I just, I can't. I, I, I cannot get myself worked up, and that is the most convincing lie I've told myself recently. Are you a, are you a slightly a bit, a little bit? Adam? Is it a little bit, Adam? like just, a, just edging away? Just, just rotting Yes, away. I've thought about it, Adam. <laughs> Damn it. As we make fun of Brian Burke for thinking a ridiculous thing that he has now planted in my head and I am now thinking that ridiculous thing. Yes, I have thought about it a little bit. I can't wait for but the trivia video. I push it back. I push it deep into the therapy part. All right. And that's someone else's problem. All right, all right. so total, total Leaf fan cynic here, okay? Ugh. How many rounds deep does Austin Matthews need to get without winning a cup before he gets a statue? That is... Oh, oh did I hurt you? <laughs> he needs a heart trophy, at least. He needs a... Yeah. Dougie only got the Selkie, and he's got one. Sundin got the, I think, the King Clancy? I don't even know what that award is, to be Most honest. Most people don't. I think... Did Cujo well, win was it? here for a long time. He was. I think it was a little yeah, different. 13 years. years. Yeah. So, uh, 13 years. So that... That friggin' Alphagetti question: How many, how many rounds deep, does minimum does he have to get before he crosses? Because if he's leaving in five years, he's got to take them beyond the first round. So, so if they have one magical run, I say, to the third round, he gets a statue because that's really. And he's here for eight years total. Yeah, eight years saying. total. If eight they do total. one round, what they get? We're so desperate for sports heroes here that have done something. Does he have a scoring title? I need more. Doesn't info. even need that. Ooh. No. No. Just one magic run. One no, magic run. Enough. Just no. Dougie no. didn't have one. Leafs. What? No. What? You do, Jesse. Our, bias, our our bar is higher now. We have a championship in the city. Oh, get out! We had a championship oh. in the early nineties. Are you forgetting like the Blue Jays? That. Yes, we're forgetting the Blue Jays. Yes. The Blue Jays, ninety-two, ninety-three. They Doesn't went matter. back to back, and Dougie still has a statue. And I love Doug Gilmore. He's my favorite player of all time. Where's but the Joe the Carter statue? There is no Joe. There's a Ted Rogers statue. There's no Joe Carter. The Leafs. It's their standard and their standard alone. You know when That's Ted factual. Ted Rogers hit that home run. For the Blue Jays to go back to back and bring the World Series back to Toronto. <laughs> like, they couldn't even do, like, an Alomar spitting. Like, they, they, they couldn't. It, yeah, yes. that would have been better. It certainly. <laughs> hey, he still signs my checks. You shut listen, up. Uh, you leave Ted alone. <laughs> you leave Ted alone, all right? I, listen, Just because you left. Had a great relationship with Ted. No, nothing bad to say. Did you? Yeah, I okay. thought we did. We had a great time. It was okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm just you saying. You go back to fun. speaker's Listen, corner and shut and up. When you really think about it, it's interesting because you, you got like guys from the 60s, multiple cups. Guys from the 50s, multiple cups. Guys from the 30s, multiple cups. And then after 67, as we all know, you got Sittler. Did Lanny get a statue? No, but I bet he will. Okay, so Lanny might get one. And then I'll just have a mustache. And then you skip forward to Dougie and Matt's. And that's it. But those guys got statues. And really, all most of them, no, no scoring title for Sundin. 
No. The max he got to was the third round. Doug Gilmore also, the max he got to was the third round. So this is, Doug, it's, it's like when I look through my Red Dead Redemption performance and I have a bunch of missions that are silver and bronze but no gold. So Dougie is oh, Selkie oh, and two conference So Dougie finals. doesn't even have a statue. He's got his number retired. So maybe I'm wrong. But even yeah. so, he's not on the argument still stands with Sittler and Sundin. You got to get at least to the conference final because that's the sort of run you look back on fondly before the disappointment sets in. But you get at least 10 seconds of, ah. That was great before it fell apart, wasn't it? And then you remember the high stick and whatever happened in the Vancouver one <laughs> and where they got for swept. some reason never talk about. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. The next year they, they did go to the thing. Um, uh, last couple things I want to mention before we get to trivia. Woo. Oh, boy. Man, this Woo. trivia thing's really taken off. I really it is, yeah. We need a name. Trivia. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Insightful, Steve. Wow. Man, you're just unbelievable at this. I'm really good. A couple things we do want to mention. Uh, a couple names we do want to mention, I guess, are, are Doug McLean and Nick Kiprios. Yes. And, and, you know, as much as, like, listen, you can, uh, I'm sure everybody in this room has thrown something at the television when one of them has, has had an opinion that you disagree with. You're but supposed I, to. Yes. And I'm sure you've done that with us, too, just on a much smaller level. Um, Nick Kiprios, we can speak to directly because he came on this show and made time for us when we were nothing. And yeah. Well, no, I was big. <laughs> <laughs> we no. brought your average down, though. So, <laughs> oh, for sure. But, yeah, yeah. but talk about a class act and one of, if not the best interview we have ever, ever, ever done on this People show. People still reference it to this yeah, day. One of the yeah. most candid. I, well, Mark Messier will not talk about it. <laughs> I tried to get him to, and it didn't work. The China Club story is still one of my favorites uh, ever told on the show. Like... You know, they say locker room leader, and I always go, ah, you know, mm -hmm. what, what does that matter if they suck? Well, Kiprios was a locker room leader, and he was good. Um, and broke trades. And broke had trades. Had great opinions. Had made, things that made you think, whether you liked it or not. Someone, someone's like, Kiprios hasn't had anything since Subban uh, broke that he was making the donation to the hospital. And I'm like, the next year, he broke that Subban was traded. <laughs> what are you talking if about? If you broke that trade, I think you're good for like 10 years. Yeah, that was right. a big trade. <laughs> yeah. I want one of those. Ever. One time, I was second to Paul Ranger signed. <laughs> I would kill for that. Is that your best breaking news that you've ever had? Paul Ranger signing with the Leafs? Um, oh, what was it? It was... I... I when I was covering the Marlies, when they lost their mind and gave me a press pass like 10 years ago, um, I had Chris, I was the first person to know Chris Newbery had been called up. Whoa. And I couldn't right? log into my Twitter because we were in the, in the like text to your tweets age. And oh. for some reason, I couldn't do it. So you and got so I'm, I was getting driven home by my Uncle Rocky, who happened to be at the game. And I was just like, I need to get... The people need to know that Chris Newbery has been called up. <laughs> and I couldn't get it. It sucked. Man, are you, aren't you sad that you missed out on that news? Yes. Uh, right? Oh, depressing. See how quickly I made Kiprios who about is me? Your, yeah. <laughs> who is your I'm source in. for the Paul Ranger? Psh, would you I'm ever, telling you. Would, no. like Paul Ranger? <laughs> that's, that's, no. He probably knocked on Steve's door. He's like, hey, I'm Paul Ranger. By the way, <laughs> I'm signing with the Leafs. No one will believe you. Slam. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine? Yes, I can. I would love it. I can. <laughs> no one will believe you. Paul Ranger. Slam. <laughs> yeah. 
he disappears into a poof of smoke. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, uh, so Kipper, uh, if I if if I can encourage you to do one thing. Uh, go back and listen to that episode because it's just a, a, a pile of fun, and it's one of our summer episodes, so it's not like a, lot, a bunch of pertinent hockey news. I think, though, the one thing he did say about the Leafs, which is 100% crystal clear true, I said, Nick, how far are the Leafs going to go? They got this Matthews, this Nylander kid, this Marner kid. Like, what are they? And he said, What are they, they going to get out of Connor Brown? Yeah, he's right. He said the Leafs will go as far as Franny Anderson will take them. And that was Freddie's first season as a Leaf. Bang the wow. hell on every season yeah. since. And then he sucked for three weeks, and we're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then he became a legend. So, and the other thing, the other person I want to mention is Doug McLean, who is also no longer with Sportsnet. I'm not. Uh, uh, I don't know Doug personally. What I do know is that my wife was a stylist on Hockey Night in Canada for a few years, and I didn't really talk about it because there's a professional involvement there, and and uh, you know, obviously she's working on her career and that sort of thing. But she did a lot of those Saturday nights. And so what they would do is um, they'd go in beforehand, and actually she tells a funny story. I'm going to steal it from her about Nick Kiprios. I guess they were about five minutes to air, and Nick Kiprios is a health food guy, right? And he walks in, and he's like, he's like, I got blueberry on me. And they're five minutes to air on it, and, and it's a shirt he's that you... He's so loud, and he's a close talker. <laughs> yes, yeah. Nick Kiprios is this far from your face when yeah. he talks to you. And she's like, yeah. you weren't wearing the bib? And he's like, no, I didn't think it would be a big deal. She's like, you're eating blueberries, you need to wear the bib. And then, so anyway, she had to, like, rush the stain out. Somehow they got it, they got to air, and everything was good. Um, she, my wife raved every Saturday night about Doug McClain. Every Saturday night, he made time for everybody on set and apparently was just an absolute riot to be around. I've never met Doug, but she absolutely adored him. And just based on that, that's another yeah. guy that I hope ends up somewhere because he just seems like a lot of fun. Oh, on a golf course in PEI, I, th I, think, <laughs> yeah. I think is what he wants, and he's going to retire. And, and in Florida, too, I think. And in Florida, and hanging out with Doug Sifu, they're going to bury the hatchet for sure. <laughs> and the, Doug McLean is the reason we had Doug Sifu on. I would have never reached out to Doug Sifu if I didn't know he had a Twitter, and I would have never known he had a Twitter if Doug McLean hadn't chirped him. Oh. I would have never known. And now it's in a book. Wow. Which is Which. right here at the front of the... See how I made it about me again? <laughs> you didn't put the cap on the marker, by the way. Oh, yeah. so it's nice and dry. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, what's up? Oh, did your marker? Was that bothering you that the oh, cap wasn't on wow. the marker? <laughs> I told you guys be... you could speak up before the show. You could have... That's, <laughs> that's okay. That would have been great. Yeah. You know, been. there was a guy at our last live show who had no qualms with that. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think he'd been drinking since two, though. Yeah. Every if you watch the podcast, you just see him go in front of the camera like five times. Yeah. Because we were right next to the bar. Yeah. Yeah. We we changed it this time. No, but Doug Doug, like you said, was extremely kind. But he had this samurai sword. He would just friggin' pull out of his pants and, and just slice you in half with it if you ever thought highly of yourself. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, yes. He was. So he, he just never just, let you get too big for your britches sort I of thing. I just saw it on him, and I saw the way he would, like, cut up Merrick, and I'm just like, I'm not even going to. I don't want to open the Doug McLean door. <laughs> <laughs> not a chance. Anyway, so shout out to both of those guys. Thank you to Nick for the time he made for us and how gracious he was. <laughs> Great careers. Great careers. All right, so here's what we're going to do for the next little bit. We've got uh, pizza on the way. We're going to do a bit of a... Uh, it's here. Oh, pizza's here. Oh. You know what? How about we take a pause, everybody do pizza, and then we're going to come back with some trivia and do a Q&A. Is that cool with everyone? Woo! Woo! All right. Woo!
I'm so happy that I wasn't recording any of those kind words, and now they're lost forever. Yeah. It's great. It never happened. Never said it never happened. Happened. Screw you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I actually hate you. More like Jesse bad at, at this. <laughs> Thank you. I always right. say. Right. Um, Do Jesse, your goddamn you got the, job. You got both tweets pulled up? Because we'll start with those. So Mike, who's sitting in the audience, came up to us during our pizza intermission, mm-hmm. and he sent me this tweet by NHL by Maddie. Hey. hey. All right, let's go. If Oilers talking to Tampa re Pugliarvi for a young player, most likely they would want Anthony Sorelli or, <laughs> Ooh, okay. or D-Man they wanted to draft in Jesse's draft year, Sergachev. <laughs> this guy is the best. <laughs> I love him. Most likely prospect winger uh, Taylor Radish, who had 46 points at first AHL season, Former junior teammate of McDavid. Probably not. So there you go. I don't know if Jesse and a first gets you Sorelli. <laughs> no. No, like I don't think so. The other way. I don't think so. Sorelli's like a like a sulky conversation guy. Sergachev's hilarious too. Do you have not the uh, Darren Dreger tweet as well? And the second tweet that Ooh! Mike sent me. And this is more this is more pertinent. This is breaking ish yeah. news. Based on progressive discussions with the NHLPA. Expect the NHL to announce within a day or two its intent to decline its option to reopen the CBA. Meaning? No, we need a... It's a strangely worded tweet because my first reaction was, ah. Lockout. But not. It's actually... So they're not going to reopen it. They're not going to reopen it. That's the NHL. Hold up. (laughs) Yes, I'm 50% excited. (laughs) But remember, the players can still do that. Both, no. both sides have the option. The players haven't spoken yet, have they? They have not. So we are 50% of the way there. And uh, let me just tell you this. You remember, you know how the summer episodes are for the Steve Dangle podcast. Imagine a whole winter of that. <laughs> Woo! Oh, yeah. You think Marner and Nylander's contracts are bad. Wait till we get to talk about a CBA. We'll have to change the intro. It's like, do, do, do. <laughs> The worst. <laughs> the worst. It's, yeah, the NHL is perfectly happy with the CBA. I wonder if uh, uh, a bunch of the prominent players who aren't signed because no one can afford them are going to say yes. I sure hope so. It's going to be great. <sighs> if you had to place a bet right now, are you placing a bet on a lockout happening? I genuinely, this isn't, I'm, I'm not talking myself into this. I don't think there will be a lockout. They just got Vegas. They haven't even gotten Seattle yet. Haven't hit the ice yet. So they're technically not a team. Uh, and they made a big old bunch of money off of that. Um, I think it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You always got to look at the issues, right? What is the issue? Like, you know, in 2004 or whatever it was, 2005, it was salary cap. Which was enormous. Like, I remember... Reading a newspaper in like 2004 or something like that. Sundin made $9 million. That was 15 years ago. Gretzky made $9 million for LA in 91. I want to say Yager at one point in the 90s would have been the highest paid player now. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You go back and look at those players' salaries. They're crazy. Yeah, so it, it was a major, major change in 2004, 2005, which made the 2012 lockout much more annoying. Because, because what was that even over? 
just making me miserable and do KHL highlights. Yeah, I, I think it was, it was it was it was really it was like cleaning up the, the Zach Parise contracts and the and the and the Ryan Suter con- like the the back or the front loaded deals that were thirteen years long. You guys remember those, right? Some of them still exist and will for a long, long time. <laughs> a lot of them play for Arizona. True. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and by play for Arizona, meaning they show up every every what once that was a year? the famous quote by Bill Daly, where he said, "Contract lengths are the hill I will die on." Is that what he said? Yeah. I seem to remember something along those lines. And and that was one of those things where you're like, damn it, I hate the NHL. And then you see how it all played out and you're like, ah, you were pretty right. (laughs) (laughs) You were pretty right. And it's funny because it's the owners that locked the players out. And but they were the ones signing the deals. They signed the paper that said, Yes, I will pay you obnoxious money for thirteen years. They were the ones that did it. They did it to themselves. They had to save themselves from themselves. Fun. So yeah, well, so this is the content you have to look forward to in 2021. Yay. Yeah. No, All right. I don't and, think it'll happen. And this would be a strike, not a lockout. Whatever. Well, it, 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 looked, it wouldn't be a lockout now. Now it would be a strike because the now NHL be said strike, we're, not, right. we're not going to open. Okay. Right. I don't think it'll happen. I think they're, I mean, they're always going to bicker. They're always going to disagree and be unhappy with certain things. It's not so bad. Uh that they're going to lock out. A right. salary cap is huge. A cap on contract length is huge. I can't think of an issue big enough to have a lockout. The one thing I have heard is the NHL would like to go to five years max on a contract, but uh, that I think the players would go to a lockout for. It's just not worth it. And Why even do it? that, though, there's already a cap. Yep. So can you negotiate? Because it's not eight, remember? It's, it's really seven. Yeah. Most players are signing seven-year deals. Uh, most players don't even have an appetite for an eight-year deal anymore because they're like, wait. I'm losing. Look at Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, I'll just make more money next time. James, like, James Van Riemsdyk's another guy who, I mean, thankfully he got paid, but like, had he been injured, he would have never got that, another, that next contract. Like where his he really made his the contract money. ended at such a crappy time. Imagine it ended like a year or two before that. That guy's not making seven million bucks. No, no. He's making way more, but... Wrong side of 30 and mm-hmm. all that nonsense. We're going to be fine is what I'm trying to talk myself into thinking. We're going to be fine. Hey, We're let's not going to have to do a Housewives of Orange County, which is what I found out that show was called. We're not going to have to do a, that show. We're going to be fine. Hey, let's do trivia. Let's. I love this. By the way, we're, are we head to head again on this? Oh, yeah. Okay. The regular season has started in SDP trivia. Yeah, we are one and one, by the way. I won. Steve won. She goes, did you get the rules, Steve? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I did. You know how head-to-head works, right? What? (laughs) Yes. Here we go. Jesse, what do we have? All right, and it's one and one, the regular season standings. I can't look at Jesse's computer screen. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yes. September. This is from Dominic John. He DM'd me some trivia. Thank you to the listeners who are always DMing me trivia. It's very helpful. Slide, everybody. September 18th, 2009, the Boston Bruins and Toronto Maple Leafs make a trade to bring Phil Kessel to the GTA. The picks provided by Toronto in this trade were as follows. A 2010 first-round pick, 2010 second-round pick, and a 2011 first-round pick. Who are the players picked with these draft picks? Well, the first two are easy. All right, so Adam, you're going to kick it off. Okay, so while the first round picks are easy, I don't know who the second rounder is. So I'll tell you, it's Sagan and Hamilton. We know that. Yes. The second round guy, who, this is a Steve question. Steve is going to know this. 
Because Steve is a rain man with this stuff, and I don't know how you do it. Now, I, I feel like the player also has to be good. They certainly were. They certainly were. Interesting. You're very confident. <laughs> <laughs> Who was good for Boston and is no longer good? I didn't say they were good for Boston. Oh, okay. I, I, I yield on this one. Steve? Yeah, pick somebody. They were good. You have the shot in the dark. Who was a Boston Bruin in like 20? If they were even a Boston Bruin. They traded. Uh, I have no idea. I literally have no idea. I'm out. Say any name. Say Barbara Streisand. Louis Erickson. Not Louis Erickson. He was drafted by Dallas. I, have no, I don't have any idea. I told you I yield. He was good. Not for the Bruins, but for the London Knights. It was Jared Knight. Wow. Well Did done. anybody know that? Well done. That's correct. All Did right. anybody out there know that? Oh, we got a couple people. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Wow, okay. Jared Knight played for the London Knights, as did Wheaton King of the Brandon Wheat Kings. It's one of my favorite things because Canada, it's ridiculous. All right, uh, Steve, you're up first. Damn right. Uh, <laughs> you're up one nothing as well. June 23rd, 2012, the Leafs traded Luke Shen for JVR. To originally acquire Luke Shen... Who and what team do they trade with in order to make this 2012 trade come true? Oh, Dominic. I, I know the answer to this. I'm just trying to remember the exacts. Now, should we have you guys write down your answers so you can't piggyback off of each other? I'll be honest, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> so bring up your phones. You'll have to type out your answer. Uh, all just right. Because it'll be a little All right, unfair. so I'll just type that out. No so you want to know the, clue. the names of the... No, just give me, give me the team that the they trade. had to trade with in order to make the Luke Shen JVR Okay, okay I, know, well, I, know, I know my answer. Just, get, just write down a team name. Oh, you got oh, it. I got to write it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I got it. I got it, and I got obnoxious details. Unless I'm wrong, then I look like a dick. Okay, Dominic, the, the unfair thing about this is he's wrote... How many, how many trade trees have you done for Sportsnet.ca? Not enough. <laughs> I'm going to do like, more. This is what he does. Because they're short and easy to write. <gasps> they take forever. Um, but I'm going to start them again, right, I think. So answer? the team? I think. Locked in? It's the team? The team. I have no idea. What team did you guess? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save the Philadelphia Flyers. No, no they, they had to make a trade with a team. The Calgary Flames. Okay. What did you guess? This team, the year <laughs> prior, or sorry, the year oh, after. Here we go. Here we go. Iceberg. Had the first overall pick, and they drafted this guy. Oh. The year right. before it was the New York Islanders. Yes, you are correct. Yes. So, wait, 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 wait. But why did they get the Islanders pick? So the Leafs traded for a 20... 20- Hold on. Does he know? Oh, yes. Okay, go ahead. What are the picks they got? From the the Islanders held the fifth overall pick, and they moved down twice. Uh, the Leafs... Mm, I can't... Mm, I know they made a trade with the Leafs, and they made a trade with the Coyotes. The Leafs got Shen. The Coyotes got Mikhail Bodker. And the, Coyotes, uh, the Islanders got Josh Bailey. The Leafs, I think it was a first. So the Islanders a still won. and a fourth or something? So Josh close. Bailey's the best player in that of those three. They did really well. Wow. And they a still stuck. A first, stunk. a second, and a second. Oh! Yeah, yeah. Not the fourth. Damn it. All right. Well. All right. This is Steve this trivia. This is, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is, all right. All right. Next question. Uh, March 2nd, 2015, the Toronto Maple Leafs traded Ole Jokinen. What oh, team did trades. Ole Jokinen get traded to? 
and who was the player traded back? I to know. The I know. Right, write it down. Write it down. Write it down. Everybody in the audience, think of your answer. Ole Jokinen. I think I know the player's name. I should say that. It's good to be me. Hey, Adam, you think you know it? It's good to be me. I think I got it. Am I the first in this one anyway? It doesn't really matter. You wrote them down, so you can go up first. St. Louis, Eric Brewer? Steve, what's your answer? Shit, he's right. <laughs> what's your answer? What's your answer? What's your answer? What's your answer? I had St. Louis, Joachim Nordstrom. No, wait. You're both incorrect. Ah! Shit! Celebration was fun, though. St. Louis. You both had St. Louis. The correct answer is Joachim Lidstrom. Lidstrom! No! (laughs) I spelled Joachim right and everything. (laughs) No! I'm so mad. Adam, you were so confident. I'm going to be screaming out the windshield. (laughs) How How the hell did we end up with Eric Brewer, then? That's what I'd like to know. He did not. You did. <laughs> no, the team. And I never said that you were right. That was a... Damn it. That was an accident. Oh, I thought I Damn had it. it. All right, all right. Uh, I was trying to look up the Eric Brewer trade. Oh. It's okay. It's not that interesting. Corbini- Corbinian Holzer. Ooh. Ooh. All right. We traded him to the Ducks, and we got uh, Brewer and a fifth. There you go. Oh. Okay. There it is. All right. There's All right. A, and remember, he played his thousandth game as a Leaf, and they did a ceremony, and everyone in the audience is like, we don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most <laughs> underwhelming thousandth game ceremony of all time. And he was Very like, what am I doing here? He'd been a Leaf like literally four games, and oh. they were t- all terrible games. Two now, more? if Mike Babcock had been the coach, would he have even played those four games oh. to reach a thousand? Ooh, that or he would have played half an hour. Because how many games has Mike Medano played? 1,499. Because Mike Babcock wouldn't play him. <laughs> and we now go to Mike Babcock correspondent Mike Commodore to see what he has to say about that. <laughs> Pack your shit, Brewer. Pack your shit. <laughs> That's a dark timeline. That fourteen hundred nine. That, that would sting forever. Tough. Forever. Tough. Yeah, but you know, at least I know that Mike Babcock can make tough decisions. I just don't necessarily agree with them. Always. I love him, but come on. That's Two like, more? Uh, Yes. yes, two more. Okay. 60 minutes of hockey, one shift. October, this is an easy one. Softball, layup. Yeah, don't put that past me. <laughs> <laughs> October. Welcome, Nordstrom. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> October 16th, 1989. The Leafs traded their 1991 first round pick to the New Jersey Devils oh, for this. Tom Curvers. I know this. Who ended up being the player the Devils took with that first round pick? Easy. Easy, Easy money. Do I got to write money. that down? Or? On three, everyone in the room. One, two, two. three. Scott, Scott Niedermeyer. Niedermeyer. Yeah, we there like that. Go. Everybody gets a point. Woo. Well there you go. <laughs> and, uh, everyone. So the score is what? They well, get one. <laughs> Adam's one as well. Thank you. Steve, two. Oh. No? Dude, I was less than a year old. What? When was it? 91. You were 91. three. What month? This what? matters to Sorry, me. He, di- he didn't include the month, man. <laughs> yes, he did. I thought he no, did. No, it was uh, October 16th, 1989. I was one and a half. Okay. Yeah, okay. Me too. All right. Um, final question. January 31st, 2010. 
the Calgary Flames traded Dion Phaneuf to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Name all of the players the oh, Leafs traded I'm away. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I might get this. We got a list. It's I got three. one, two, three. All the players the Leafs all traded the, no, away. All the players in the deal. Oh. So we need Sorry. every player that came to Toronto, every player that went to Calgary. You're, you're going to have to stretch. <laughs> yeah. So we got one, two, three, four players to Calgary. Three players to Toronto. Keep going. <laughs> One was Dion Phaneuf. There's, there's, your, there's your free square. Dion Phaneuf went to Toronto. Two more guys came. One is one was a little difficult. The other one's, uh, hey, yeah, I remember that guy. Calgary acquired a Mississauga boy. Anybody from Mississauga? Yeah. One Mississauga boy and a couple other guys. How about this? Each player you get right is worth a point. How many Make play- it interesting. So you can come all the way back at him. It's, it's three, three one, Steve. Because you got one last time. I said two one last time. It was three one, right? Two yeah, one or three one? I don't know. Is it two one or three one? Anyone? Two one. Somebody, two one. Fr- okay. somebody in our tweets will tell us in yeah, a few yeah, yeah. hours. Two one. Okay. Every correct name is I'm a gonna, point. Here's the thing I remember I that, that day. I had I was dating someone who was working at the fan, and she called me, and she never called me at work, and she was like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "What?" And she's like, "And she's like, you know, I hate the Leafs, but." She hated the Leafs. She's like, "But they just got Dion Phaneuf." I remember thinking, like, "Oh my god, our fortunes have changed forever." <laughs> This will never be the same. We've never seen star caliber like this in Toronto. Who was there? Was a guy who always did like highlight pack videos, like to music. And I'm talking on YouTube. I don't. I don't mean Boundless. And they did Enter Sandman with Dion Phaneuf when he got traded to the Leafs. And just dun, 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 dun. and I'm just like, ah! like, I was losing my mind. Oh, thank you. Oh. By the way, you guys ate all the pizza, so we didn't get any. <laughs> Hooking us up with the za. Hey. Thanks, bruh. Are there any peppers? Nope. There's no peppers. We're good. We're good. Thank you, sir. Yeah. All right. By the way, everybody shout out Bennett who put this uh, together. Shout out Bennett. Bennett's like, Bennett emailed us out of the blue. He's like, how old are you, 21? Yeah. Unbelievable. This guy, uh, watch out for this guy. He's going to be your boss one day. Uh, seriously. <laughs> Unbelievable, dude. Do you remember any of the things we're talking about? <laughs> were you alive when Dion Phaneuf became are you, a Toronto Are you done yet? Is there a time limit on this? No, I got it. I All got right, it. We're done. All right. So it. every correct name in this trade is a point for you guys. Okay. Full disclosure, I definitely missed one. Okay. okay. Adam, do you want to go first? Do the... Start with... Or are we go going ahead. one name at a time? Yeah, you know, just say sure. if you had it too. Okay. okay. Na- number one, Nicholas Hagman. I had that as well. One. Number two, Ian White. I had that as well. Cool. Number three, Jamal Mayers. Had that as well. Number four, Matt Stajan. Had him as well. Number five, Dion Phaneuf. Yeah, sure. free space. That's, that counts. <laughs> Number six, Wayne Primo. No. Incorrect. Ah! Incorrect. That, was that the is all I have. Anton Strollman trade. The two you are missing are Keith Ollie, oh. who was supposed to be the best part of that trade. Remember that? 
Fun, fun. We he was racked. was he not Dion Phaneuf's partner for like two years? Oh, gee, Adam, your darkest timeline. You're asking me yeah. to undo yeah. years of therapy. <laughs> and the last guy was Frederick Schustrom. Oh, well the, done. Hey, Steve Dangle, everybody. All right, guys, we got time for some questions. So if you could, if you could just raise your hand, I'm going to point to you, ask your name, and then when you do ask your question, I'm going to repeat it for posterity so we can, uh, so people at home can hear it. So ask a long one. At the so back, I can we eat. met out front. What's your name? Steve. Ah. Yeah. Steve, your question. So Steve has to do his Mike Babcock impression talking about Ilya Mikhaev. Go. Well, the first thing I liked about uh, Mickey there, it's what I call him, is, um, you know, when I met him, I looked up at him. He's a big player. He's six foot four every time he hits the ice. Doesn't speak a lick of English, which means he can't talk back to me. I kind of like that. <laughs> you know, I tell him you're playing 25 minutes and he doesn't say a thing. Um... You know, I don't know how Jaime's going to feel about all that, but you know what? Tough stuff. You shouldn't have blown out your ACL. That was your fault. <laughs> Not mine putting you out there on the penalty kill, fully knowing that you had a blown ACL. Uh, and you know what? I met his parents, and they're good people. And he seems like a good man, lives right, plays right, and he's going to be a good player and a good man for us. How's that? All right, next question. Who do we got? Who do we got? Who do we got? All right, in the front. Yes, sir. Your name? Sam. Sam. Hi, Sam. Hey, everybody say hi, Sam. Hi, Sam. Hi, Sam. It's like an AA meeting for hockey. <laughs> Sam, go ahead. Was Brian Burke fear-mongering with Austin Matthews? <laughs> I mean, fear-mongering is a bit extreme. <laughs> um, well, I think, I think with Brian Burke, he genuinely believes what he's saying. I think Brian's thing is, first of all, you got to remember with Brian Burke, this guy went to Harvard. This is not a stupid man. And he finished, I believe, top of his class. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't know that. Um, so, someone was finishing with a better mark than him, and he just stared at them. Yeah, and they like, got a bunch of stuff wrong on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> so when you got to remember, when you're having your, your job, when you're in that position, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't put us in that league, but we have somewhat that same thing, is that you know, he's got a much shorter period of time to talk about these things. We can get into nuance. We can go deep. When you're on the radio, it's a mile wide sometimes and an inch deep. And Brian's got to say, here's what I think. Here's why I think it. Boom. And that goes online. And in 30 seconds, you can watch that on Twitter. Sportsnet's views go poof. And, and basically, you know what Brian Burke thinks. And so is he fear-mongering? No, I think that's what he believes. I, I think it's what he believes, but I also think there's an element of him just sort of off camera going, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Probably and then, not. And then he says it and the whole world blows up. And I mean, we're talking about it. We've established there is nothing to talk about. And he can be one of the nothings that we're talking about. Mid-season four, man. Mid-season four. Mid-season, yeah. Well, yeah, Sam? When, when, will, <laughs> when will Austin Matthews be named captain? Uh, first day of training camp. First day of training camp. Sorry, I, I think they would really like to have Mitch Marner locked up first. Like, because CJ basically came on the show and, you know, all cards on the table uh, when the Leafs were eliminated by Boston. Guess which time? Uh, and he said, 
Uh, he thinks Matthews is going to be the captain this upcoming season. They're not going to do it at, like, Christmas. Watch them do it at Christmas. Um, it'd be a hell of a present to wake up to. They should do it Christmas Day, like Ron Wilson styles. Um, again, some of you are children, and it bothers me. But um, I think it'll be Austin Matthews. I just hope Mitch Marner signed before because it's like... What if it's the same day? Oh! Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh! Same day Mitchie signs. Yeah, Mitch Marner signs the deal. And then they go, oh, by the way, Austin Matthews captain, and you see his dad over there. That's the way they're going to do it. That's the way they're going to do it. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. No, no. No, Brian Matthews is perfectly calm about it. It's Emma who's like, what? (laughs) Scores more goals. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. It's like, why'd she get so hoarse? (laughs) God, I hope they do that now. All right, next question. Bennett, what's up, dude? Yep. Ah, he's talking about Kuznetsov and cocaine. The man who said, "Pay me a drug test, I'll pass it because I don't use cocaine and then failed the drug test for taking cocaine. <laughs> in fact, put it right here in front of me and they said, okay. So, yes. It's a good question. So, so... Anyone listening at home, the question is, what do you think about cannabis in the future in, it, in the NHL in terms of, like, healing properties, not getting party-high properties? Party-high properties. Party high. Which, the, by the way, if it's legal, it should be legal in the NHL, too. Like if, as soon but as, it's illegal in some of the places where it's played. Right, right, but that's changing, too. Like, New York today, I believe New York State just said, yeah, we're, we're decriminalizing it, it's done. It may become legal in everywhere where the NHL is played, and they still might ban it. Sudafed's legal. Yeah. You know, and you, you can't do that. Cost I think you have to have a, a reason to do that. And their reason before was that it was illegal. But it's not a performance-enhancing substance. And in fact, the NHL wants to talk about, I mean, you look at the opioid crisis, and I'm not trying to get serious here, but you look at that and you go, okay, well, do I have a derivative of heroin that I'm going to give my players or do I have CBD oil? And I think the NHL is going to go, well, we'll go with the CBD. Yeah, still one of my favorite episodes of the uh, 31 Thoughts podcast. Uh, one of the few times I will promote another podcast on this podcast, damn it. Um, no, Jeff Merrick and Elliot Freeman, I think it was the day after it was legalized, had this brilliant conversation about you know the future of cannabis in the NHL. And a lot of... It'll be something they look at, like, that'll be something they look at, I think, in the new CBA. We're like, what are the things they're going to discuss? Because you're talking about something that is genuinely helpful. Like, you, you look at Andrew Luck retiring. Like, what, one of the biggest parts of uh, a professional athlete's life, especially if you're working in the NHL, it's not the money, it's not the travel, it's, it's pain. Yeah. These guys live so much of their life uh, in pain. Like, Chronic it, pain. All anyone... The time. Anyone with, like, uh, I'm going to bring it back to myself. Anyone with, like, a chronic back problem, like, immediately you're not signing in the Western Conference. <laughs> like, you just can't. Because well, you're sitting on an airplane all the time. You, you can't. How do you survive it? Um, so it's got to be something that they look at. And I wonder, like, is there a way, is there a way to test that detects the difference like it, it would. I think it's it would, prescription. It would, I think you look at it prescription wise, and remember. No, but what I'm saying, like, would it detect THC versus CBD? I don't know. Would, would it Probably. detect something? And also, who effing cares? And also, that's the key here. This is why I think this is going to happen fast. 
Um, I don't think anyone cares. I think we've gotten over this whole stigma about pot. Like my mom grew up in the States and they brainwashed you in the States. My mom was like, my mom didn't want to be in the same roof as, or under the same roof as a marijuana leaf. She's so afraid of it. And yet, and now the attitudes, and it's funny because she grew up just after the hippie era. And, and now you look at it and it's like, everybody's like, yeah, I don't know what we were doing for 40 years. Like, why were we so panicked about this? I, I, and so, and I think the NHL is probably going, okay, we'll just wait till it's basically legalized in the States and then we'll just go, okay, whatever, do what you want. It'll be something they look at. If they're, not hard, if they're not hardcore on prescription drugs, which, which they're not, there is prescription drug abuse in the NHL right now. None of it's reported. And everywhere. So, and everywhere. And everywhere in life. If that's the case, then I have a hard time believing they're going to go after pot. I really do. I just don't think it's in their best interest. And, and I don't think the NHL wants to reveal that. Right. I think it needs to be. I think once it's legalized in all the states, which God knows what they're doing at the moment, but once, once it's legalized in all the states, uh, I, I cannot fathom a reason why it should be illegal in the NHL. Right. Thanks, thanks for the question, Ben. It was a good one. Cool. Sir, your name? Uh, it's Rob. Hey, Rob. Hey, Rob. Hi, Rob. Everybody say hi, Rob. Eater, Rob. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is the same for cocaine, too, because it's a party right. drug. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh. What about him? Jake Gardner is the statement. Steven, respond. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> um, something's up. It was weird to me that there were reports that Gardner has actually signed a long-term deal with a team that is just waiting for something else to happen. Well, the Leafs sure fit that description. Um, I don't know if they've decided to be the Chicago Blackhawks and just operate outside of the salary cap. <laughs> Um, that'd be fun. It'd be great. I'd be all for it. Oh, the Leafs are abusing the salary cut. Yeah, like everyone else. Don't care. Um, but this Jake Gardner situation is very weird. Like, I've, I, help me out. Shout out a name of a defenseman who was signed this free agency period who's better than Jake Gardner. I'll throw one out there for you. Anton Strawman, maybe. Tyler and Myers certainly isn't. Tyler Myers, no. But he got how much did he get? Six million? A big old bunch. Yeah. yeah. He got that. I just something's up. I, I feel like the report is true in that it's probably just the correct assumption that Gardner's uh got something figured out. But like we said, there's so many teams trying to figure out what the hell they're doing. Um You know, it's but really it, it's so weird that he's like this is risky for him. Oh, sure. Well, I'm sure the contract right. signed, they just haven't announced it. I wonder, I I wonder with Gardner, if he really does, they, they are saying, people are insinuating that he really does want to be here. And if you're Jake Gardner, I always have to ask why. Why? The, the abuse that that guy has taken for, for, I mean, yeah, he's got a bit of the Brian McCabe syndrome where, when, like Steve says, when he screws up, he screws up big. But the fact that he still wants to be here, and we know he does, whether or not he signs here or not, we know he wanted to be a Leaf. Is, is a miracle, and we all should be thankful. Seriously. Like, yeah. what a forgiving dude. Um, and if I hope it is with the Leafs. I wonder, though, you know, that, that Cody Cece contract becomes very interesting if there's a Jake Gardner re-sign. <laughs> $4.5 million for one year. That's a tradable yep. contract. You bet. And I wonder if that $4.5 million is Jake Gardner's, part of Jake Gardner's salary, 
and maybe they sign him to a long-term deal, keep the ter- term down, or whatever. It sure is an interesting idea there, Adam. 18 I'd minutes ago from Elliot Friedman while oh, we, we were go. recording. Here we go. What? <laughs> sign somewhere. What? On Tim and Sid, he said, aside from really, he really wants to play there, I don't see how it benefits his marketability if he comes back to Toronto because there won't be opportunities to play as much as he's played in the past. So Elliot Friedman is saying it doesn't make sense for Jake Gardner to come back to Toronto. The way Jake Gardner played defense doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to make sense with Jake Gardner. Yes. It just exists. Jake Gardner is, as he said, Has Jake Elliot Gardner. Has forgotten what league he covers? <laughs> it's the National Hockey League. You just throw logic out the window. If logic had anything to do with anything, everyone would be signed right now. And Next question. Yeah. Uh, at, the, at the back, sir with the glasses. Green shirt. Yes, sir. Your name. Hey, Samay. Everybody say hi, Samay. Hello, come on. Where are your manners? All right, Samay, go ahead. It's Christmas. Leaves are in a playoff spot. Ooh. But. Ooh. But they're still playing the same style they're playing last year. Wait, which month? <laughs> Christmas. Because Christmas. the Leafs were a... F- no, but I'm saying they were a funhouse mirror. Remember, like, in no, October of last year. It was yeah. awesome. It was great. It was so much fun. Yeah. And then it's like, hey, ring it around the board. But let's, Adam, let's let him ask yeah, the question. Sorry. Okay, so Tyson Berry stretch pass zone. Yep. Yes. Oh. Yes, yeah. I would. Yes. Really? I, no, no. Okay. You can't listen. I'm not anti Babcock. I'm not fire this guy. They'll never win a cup with this guy. Changes need to be made, though. And the thing I keep hearing Leaf fans say that bugs me is when they go, oh, if they lose in the first round again, he's done. You're going to waste an entire year to see? On a coach? Dude, I don't care if it's Mike Babcock. No, they get fired like it doesn't matter See, because it yeah, doesn't. You and I are that's, on the same page. That's no where way. coaches get evaluated. Yeah. What, in the playoffs? Yes. yes. How's he done? Like, what, what I'm saying is if it looks like nothing has changed by Christmas, like you said, you explore it. I'm not saying you immediately give him the boot. I right think you also have to look at this. With you. What's, just, what talent is going to be out there at Christmas? You're going to get Mark Crawford for the fourth go-around in the NHL? Well, like, there is the rub. Th- no, he's taken. If the answer <laughs> is fire Babcock, then who? Well, here's the, so then you take Keith from the Marlies. Well, who cares? Well, you, so who cares? Well, this is the thing. So then what if, what if AHL coach comes in and NHL, go, NHL players, which they are known to do, go, fuck you, I'm not listening to you. I'm not kidding. That's what they. That's what happens. And Sheldon Sheldon Keefe is the, is the ex girlfriend. Kyle Dubas always gets defensive when you ask him to unfollow on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> We're friends. That's funny. We're friends. If you're gonna do it, you would have done it. He is staying the whole season. If they don't make it out of the first round, he's gone. But he has not gone in December. He's not gone in January, February, March, April. You're stuck with Mike, everyone. And if you do have to get someone else, make it someone I can do an impression of. Like, yeah, true. I don't think I could lose Babcock. How would you be able to do Keefe? Yeah, I don't even know what Keefe sounds like. Oh, I just wouldn't speak. Yeah. I'll just give you a dirty Let's look. Let's the next question. In the front row, your name? Brian. Brad. 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 Nope. <laughs> B-Man. Be- can, I, can I tell a fun story? Yeah. So. About the B-Man? Brad Brian over here. Mm-hmm. 
last month I go to I go down to Mexico, come back. How do you how do you get back and forth in Mexico? Who? Airplane. Airplane. Nailed it. This man flew my plane. What? <laughs> That's so cool. Isn't that damn cool. <laughs> Woo! I like it. Wow. So shout out you for getting me home safe. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Wow. I heard it was a bit of a vomit comet. Or was that on the way down? No, no, it was good. No, no, like, wasn't it like party? Didn't they have to cut off oh, your plane? Oh, my gosh. On the way there. Oh, there was, okay. Yeah, there was a family who was going home for like a reunion. It was like 40 of them on the plane, and they were just... They had Tank. a bunch of tequila before they got to Mexico. Yeah, so, That's yeah. the kind of family I want to be in. That's awesome. <laughs> nice. Okay, your question. question is, All right. Great. Hold that thought. What would constitute a successful Cody CC season in Toronto? What I missed that at the back. The what ground? was the answer at the back? Getting traded. <laughs> wow. Somebody gets us. Um, okay, I have an answer, but yeah, I want to hear yours. So the defense of Cody CC is Ottawa ruined him. They put him in a terrible position. They didn't put him in a position to succeed. Watch in Toronto. He might actually work out. He might actually be defensively sound. He might actually control the puck more often than he does not. That, to me, would be a huge success. If we get Ottawa Senators Cody Cece, we're boned. <laughs> and, I, and I just I don't see how they do much better than last year, if that's who they're getting. If they get reformed, changes his style, properly earns his $4.5 million, they'll be fine. He'll be a success. Every team's got bad contracts. You look at every team around the league, they got bad, anchored, shitty contracts. The great thing about Cody CC's is that it's one year. And what I like about this is it's essentially Nikita Zaitsev's contract with inflation. You know, it's the same money, it's the same percentage, give or take a few. And I think with Cody CC, what you're getting potentially is somebody who is 5% better than Nikita Zaitsev, potentially. And if he is 5% better, and I'm sure Mike Stevens can write 80 articles about whether he is or not, right, Mike? Hi, Mike. Um, I'm, you know, because smart, smart guys actually have graphs. I don't have anything to back this up. I'll just quote them. But, but what of my feelings? If there is a 5% <laughs> step forward for the same amount of money or same amount of cap percentage, that's a success to me. Fair? Okay. Also, a little uh, icing there. I think we're not talking enough about how the Leafs get to play Hainsey and Zaitsev half a dozen times. Ooh. That's pretty dope. Ooh, that's Here comes great. Matthews, Tavares, Marner, and hopefully, and Nylander. And, yeah. On the power play against Hainsey and Zaitsev, because you know they're killing penalties. Whee! Oh. Yeah. Wow. What would that be like to be on the other side? Wow. All right, next question. Uh, I'm going to go to the back again for this one. Back glasses, sir. Yep. Hold on, first your name. Yes, sir. Hey, yes, sir. What's up? Okay, oh, I wake go. up. I uh, wake up tomorrow morning. The Leafs are a Quidditch team. Who is my starting lineup? Please do not take too long on this answer. Okay, so, so hey, listen, it's hey. an interesting question, but you have a you have a, a tendency of going Steve Dangle on us. All right, well, I'll start with F.U. Adam. 
I'll, no, I'll, he'll, he'll, he'll first off, he'll be like, well, I'd have the brooms manufactured at, and then I would do, you know, like, it's like, let's go yeah, quick. They would wear warrior dragon hide gloves. Uh, the keeper would be Freddie Anderson. Uh, that much is obvious. Fair. The two um, beaters. Uh, ben Harper, what? I think, would be a good <laughs> yeah. beater. Yeah. Because what? He's 6'7 every time he steps on a broom. Absolutely. What, is, <laughs> what does a beater do? A, oh, a a beater protects uh, all his teammates, especially the seeker, uh, with his bat, and he hits the bludgers. Because there's bludgers that fly around these balls that are like that chase you and hit you, and they're like little cannonballs, and it's really okay. vi- violent. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, their job is to bat away. The yeah, and hit it at yeah. the other team. Uh, oh, and okay. Freddie Goche would be my other beater. Oh. So we're going big. Okay. We're going a little slither in here. Here's where we make up for it. The chasers. Mm. So you want the best quaffle handlers. Speed. Yes. Speed and uh, hands. Marner. Nylander would be a sick chaser. Like, and, and with his, with his flow, just, oh, so wow. good. And Austin Matthews, not as fast as either of them, but just a cannon arm. Yeah. Just a ridiculous cannon and arm. And accurate, too. Oh, wait. Oh, he's the seeker. The oh, fastest one is the seeker. Hey. Kasperi Kapanen is the seeker. Good lineup, Steve. I know. By the way, I timed that. Under three minutes. Wow. <laughs> How about that? I'm learning. Meathead at the back. So now that we've officially It's a good question. So now that we've entered the he's playing in Europe this season phase of, of Darren Ferris's playbook, which he's done with every client, should the Leafs buy out the Swedish Hockey League, should he sign there? The Swiss, Swiss, Swiss Hockey, Hockey League. League. The bank is coming to Switzerland this time. <laughs> yes, the Leafs should. I would love to see the Leafs go, like, full Scrooge McDuck about it. And, like, how easy... Like, that's maybe why he went to the Swiss League, because he knows it's a little bit too expensive. Rantanen went to Norway. Leafs will... Kyle Dubas will be the Prime Minister of Norway before that contract <laughs> negotiation is done. Yes. And you had a follow-up? How far away are we from a team-friendly deal with Marner? I don't think we're going to get one. We are. Sorry, guys. We're not wherever getting one. the Star Wars universe away is. No, the, there's not going to be a team-friendly deal. It's you, you nailed it months and months ago. Marner's going to sign for something that's not Matthew's money, and we're going to go Phew, because yeah. they've been propping this up for so long. So team-friendly at this point is going to be like. Ten and a half. The reaction will be what it was to Matthews. It'll be, oh, I don't like that. But we do get Austin Matthews for five years of his prime. It'll be, ugh, fine. Right. Is yeah. that better than trading him? Yes. Yes. And in okay. five years, if he signs an eight-year deal, which he won't, but let's say three years, that deal, that deal will be a steal. I mean, if he's keeping... Hopefully. The way because this, this year they said the cap was going to go up and then it stayed flat. But and then, with Seattle coming in and spending mm-hmm. $750 million just to get in, the cap has to go up. Hopefully. And the new TV deal. Yeah. It's no, wild this, to me yeah. that they were like, right. well, the Blues made the final. So what? What? They're a team in the NHL. They might have made the final. Like, uh, the NHL is a silly Yeah, league. there's a lot of money coming in. I think the cap goes up three or four million this year to give the teams a break. Next, uh, in the front, sir, please announce your name to the class. James. Hi, James. Hey. Hi, Les. <laughs> um, so we're talking about Matthew leaving in five years. No, we're not. Brian Burke is talking about Matthews leaving in five years. You talked about 
Ah. <laughs> Shit, Brian wins Damn. again. Why is no one talking about two years with Freddie Anderson, and are you scared? No. I did. I Someone did bring, is. I did bring this up. Yeah. Jesse has brought yeah. it up. It J.D. Bunkus has brought it up. Everyone whose name starts with a J has brought it up, and yep. it bothers me, and I wish they would stop. I, I, <laughs> and do you remember what I said? What did you say? The Leafs will not re-sign Freddie Anderson. <laughs> Ooh, you didn't like that, did you? No. No, they've got, I think they, they have to figure out, and Dubas is already thinking about this, but you have to think about where Freddie Anderson is going to be. How old is he going to be? He's 30 now? Like 32. Yeah. No, you're not re-signing him. Somebody wow. else who's desperate for a goal is going to pay him too much money for too long, and they're going to regret it. And it's not because he won't deserve it the first two years. It's the last five years of the deal that's going to suck. And the Leafs are not going to get into that. They've got two, couple, a couple of good goaltending prospects coming up. Uh, Joseph Wall. Joseph Wall. Joseph Wall is a big Ian one. Scott, Ian it's Scott. It's concerning. You couldn't name them. They can't be that good. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> goaltending is funny anyway. Yeah, it's true. Also, we've been doing this for two hours. I'm a little fried. Thanks, man. <laughs> it's an but, exact science. For um, sure. But I think that you got to look at it like the Leafs got Freddie Anderson via trade. What's to say they don't do it again? I just don't see at that age how the Leafs can commit big dollars and long-term to Freddie Anderson. So enjoy the next two years. Freddie's been awesome. Maybe he gets a statue if they make it to the third round. Hell yeah. But Wait. <laughs> but that's going to be it. That's going to be it. The, the one thing I would say is people are dirty, horny for trophies, and that's why Bobrovsky has gotten that ridiculous Scrooge McDuck sure. contract. Yeah. Should we pause Freddie the show? Freddie won't get that. Should we pause the show? Justin Fisher. Just Justin oh, Fisher walked in. Justin hey, <laughs> start a blog. Start a blog. Start a... No? Okay. Um, yeah, so that would be my answer. Steve, you got anything? Yeah, slice of pizza. Cool. Uh, next question. Uh, second row, sir, with the flannel. Your name? Travis. Travis. Hi, Travis. Okay. Yes. Yes. Ooh. Right. I think... So that's the problem, yeah. right? I right. think it'll, it'll be, be different. I think it'll be bigger because they're going to look at a lot of the things that went wrong with the, the Raptors parade. And, well, we don't want to replicate that. So I'd like to think human beings learn based on evidence. I know I am putting a gross amount of confidence in human beings. Um, I, I think... Because the Raptors parade, I've never seen that many people. Ever. It was insane. I think the difference would be because once the floats pass by, everyone left. I think people would just like start like pitching their tents. Like, like it, I feel like it'll be a parade that lasts longer, if that makes any sense. It'll be more emotional in some sense because even though the Raptors took forever to win and it was their first one, it wasn't over half a century, right? There are people who legitimately, it'll be amazing to see someone with a full head of white hair yeah. because they legitimately thought they were going to die before this happened. Well, the the so, Kiprio shot, now I can die happy in New York. And that'll be me. Yeah. That'll be, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I can't tell you whether to be bigger or not. I can, so much drunker. I can guarantee you it will be faster. And if I am Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, uh, there's one thing I absolutely do. Instead of having it at Nathan Phillips Square, you have that parade and inside Scotiabank Arena. 
you do not have it open air, and you and you sell eighteen thousand tickets, baby. Roger Center. Because money. Roger Center. But Roger 50, Center. But they, yeah, I guess they half own. Yeah, they half the team owns the Roger Center. Yeah, why not? Roger Center sell tickets for a hundred bucks. There's fifty to, fifty thousand times a hundred, whatever that that is. And have exposed brick. This is yeah. This is an Adam Wild idea it. written all over it. Maple Leaf Sports has two options here that can make it so much better. They can secure. The, the, because there was a shooting, right? They can secure where it ends up and where all the speeches are. Great. And they can make money. Yes, they're going to do that. So look for it to be in one of the stadiums. I, Rogers Center makes a heck of a lot more sense. Although, if they win it at Scotiabank Arena, how can they have it at Rogers Center? More people, more money. Yeah, you're right. That one. There you go. <laughs> okay, we got time for three more, okay? So you had your hand up. For, yes, sir. Kieran. Hi, Kieran. All right. Oh. Yes. So to so repeat, repeat that for everybody listening at home, now with Andrew Luck having retired, do you see the difference between having retirement thrust upon you and choosing it yourself? And who had retirement thrust upon them? According to you, clowns, Jerome Aginla, because he could not find a team to sign him. Retirement chose him. Because he was too old. <laughs> No, I do not see the difference, <laughs> nor will I ever see the difference, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little salty about this. Yeah. Oh, man, I remember writing that down that day, and I don't know what inspiration hit, but it was like one of my, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Now I'm picturing you tickled pink, I'm going to make Steve it was, mad. It was a great, <laughs> it was a great morning. Uh, okay, sir, glasses, yes. Uh, Stavros? Stavros, what's up, buddy? Hello. Hi, Stavros. Okay. Does Patrick oh. Marlowe play in the NHL this season if he does for who? I think he does. I think someone takes a flyer on him in camp. Why not? I mean, the guy still scored, what, 16 goals last year? Uh, yeah, something uh, like, around that. So if you give him a league min, if you get league min, you get 16 goals at a league minimum? Come on. Now, I'm surprised he isn't signed. You know? I think he thought things were going to play out differently. I think he, I think he thought San Jose was really going to do it. I think that he thought that they were really going to want him back, and they don't seem to. He, to me, should have stuck it out in Carolina. Well, Because that's saying, a young, fun yeah. team. Kings and all that. Well, I don't think – I think that was a Carolina thing. Mm. Yeah, it was the location, right? His family wants to go back to the West Coast. Although, apparently they tried to convince him to play. Yeah. Somebody got a Marlowe jersey I saw in oh. Carolina again. <laughs> Which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, right next to my Leafs Olive Kolzig uh, jersey. Yeah. Uh, jersey. Eric Brewer jersey. Holy Oaken and jersey. He'll end up somewhere. I mean, issue with him is like, I wonder if he will choose retirement. Because I mean, guys got a boatload of money, a wife and kids. Like, I don't know why. Zero not? cups. And what, there's the rub. Sounds right. familiar. This is why not? I thought Carolina would be good because they're a young, fun team. Maybe with that, with a maybe, they got a big fat maybe next. And to them. they need a dad. They need a Justin dad. Justin Williams isn't there anymore, unless he is. They Did he sign. retire? I don't think so. I don't, he hasn't officially retired yet? Nope. That's another interesting thing is, like, I, I feel like there's, there's going to be a day that comes with all these RFAs leaving everything in limbo. We're just retirement, retirement, retirement. You're just going to see, like, half a dozen guys you've grown up watching and go, what? Yeah. And they're yep. going to have to call it, call it a day. All right, last question. Don't blame me if I don't pick you. Uh, How about that guy? Right there. Yeah. He had his hand up first. Your name. Mike, everybody say hi to Mike. Hi. Not, not Babcock. Although if Mike Babcock were here, we'd say hi to him too. We're polite. Uh, quick question about 
So what is the fantasy for playing NHL games at 30 years old like we are, 31? Um, in terms of, you, you, do you mean in terms of mode or? Either mode or like what you want to get out of it. Uh, oh. Some people love the GM mode or the, 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 the player mode. Like I play my team and I play for the Oscar Generals. Just <laughs> yeah. For me, it's always been be a GM mode. Like I grew up playing the franchise modes of all the four major sports. Like I would rotate through that as a kid from like, I don't know, eight to 27. But <laughs> I just I just always love the idea of making trades and be like, I can do this better than the real life version. You know, I'm smarter than these guys. And, and you know, in certain cases, especially with Toronto teams, you could. Right. Like the Raptors and the Leafs for a while there. Yeah. You definitely would have been better. I Stanley Cups. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm sure you did. But yeah. My and favorite. I would definitely say I'm the best amongst the three of us. <laughs> Jesse is the best NHL player among the three of us. Jesse is the best team player. You're, you're the best sure. at, at controlling the whole team. I can't beat him. I, there was a time you where beat, it was pretty you beat even me before. Yeah, 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 but I'm on, so, I'm on a losing streak. Like well, I gotta play you again. I gotta beat. I gotta beat you one more time. Yeah, Every yeah, once we'll in a while, we actually get to hang out outside of the show, and usually it's at Steve's house in Oshawa. We drink too much. We go downstairs, and I let I watch the two of them play, and it is one of the most intense. NHL games you've ever seen in your life and and it's they are so very them like it's you know how they they talk about um like when when I went to radio school they're like it's you plus 10 percent on the air right it's these guys plus 50 percent Jesse gets quieter Steve gets louder and and the focus in Jesse is unbelievable and Steve every everything everything is a complaint (laughs) <laughs> oh, come, on. come on! You oh. might be louder playing NHL than you are on your elephant. Yes, it's yes. Scary. It's crazy, yeah. and that's why it's a, it's good, a moment. That's why it's probably not a good idea for you to stream it. Not that you say anything that bad, but it's like I don't know. Like people, I think expect you at a certain level of freak out, but yeah. not that level. It's, <laughs> it exists. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Like I can't talk to Carolyn's vet anymore because the first time I met her was oh. I was at a I was at a restaurant. <laughs> during game one of the Leafs Bruins series a couple years ago when they were getting hammered. Oh, that was like the 6 nothing or something or whatever Five, it was? 5-1. One, one. It wasn't just her. It was, it was you, Mrs. Dango, and a bunch of listeners as well. And Rogers employees because they were shooting a yeah, Rogers. And like, it was a Rogers like, commercial. Yeah, I was and, yes. like, <laughs> and like Daryl Sittler. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and then the commercials came out and I'm like, yeah. please don't let me be in the background. Please and then don't the let me game the back- was on, so what was happening to you? <laughs> swearing <laughs> loud swearing it was not good there have been games the Leafs clinching game uh, against the Penguins which is still it's my favorite movie like, or one of them I, my friends were all having a get together and one of them had just had a kid and I was like I, I can't go to this get together because I'll make the child cry like I, I, yeah. I'll just I'll lose my mind and then I went against my better judgment, and the puck goes in off Gardner's skate. And I'm just like, fiddle-dee-dee! Sure hope they get out of this jam! And then Connor Brown tips it in, and I I just lost my mind. It was so... uh, And then they lost. But... It was a fun game. Fun game. Yeah, so I lose my mind. To help answer your question, one of the most magical moments I've ever had with the two of these guys, and we have talked about it on the show, oh, is, is we went to Steve's house. It was a couple of years ago now because, you know, life takes over. You get busy, girlfriends, kids, all that sort of thing. We don't get to do it as much. But we, Mrs. Dangle was upstairs and trying to sleep. 
And it's nope. a, it's a Saturday night, so she's upstairs watching Real Housewives or one of her shows. Oh God! And and so we decide that we're gonna do a playoff. All the playoffs. All the playoffs. And I did we not do seven game series all the way through? I think it was three. I think it was three as yeah, well. Yeah. But there was one in the second round. We had lost the second game. Yeah. And so it was, it was one one going into game seven, which is game three. And we go into overtime. Yeah. And and it's it, there was a couple times where like, you know, cause Steve in overtime goes into full Kobe Steve, meaning he's not passing it. <laughs> Me. So <laughs> Me. <laughs> So he'd be like, he'd be like, moving to the side, wham, off a player skate, wham, off a player skate, wham, off a. I can't believe this is happening. And then of course they come back down the ice, and Steve's the defenseman, and he's not there. And it was like a two on oh, and somehow Freddie Anderson gets a toe on it, and you're like, how like the he's hell? supposed to. And he's the goalie. Somehow the CPU did not score. And again, this is not against real people. Remember. And some, I don't even remember how the play developed, but we go back into the offensive zone. The puck ends up on Jesse's stick, and he effing buries it. Yep. And I have to tell you, I haven't been that close to crying over something so stupid (laughs) in my entire life. We all did the exact same thing at the exact same time. (laughs) There, there's so there's like this little couch area, and then there's like sort of a chute in the basement. It's where the dogs beat each other up. Jesse immediately gets up and starts running that way, and Adam and I chase it's the him. game-winning <laughs> shot thing where you nail it and you just start sprinting. Yeah, you know? and we <laughs> hugged him, and then everybody follows you to the corner and jumps on you. That's what happened in Steve's basement. And right outside Steve's room, where he records all the LFRs, we caught up to Jesse somehow with yeah. his gazelle legs. I don't know how we did it. And, and we all jumped on him, and it was one of those moments where if Mrs. Dangle had walked down, she would have definitely thought, ah, that's what they're all about. <laughs> but, but it was one of the single greatest moments I have ever had with my two best friends here, and it was, and genuinely we are best, best friends. It was so awesome. Oh, my God. And, and yes, we went on to win the cup. And we won the cup, that's right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming tonight. Real pleasure to see you all. Thank you to Panago Pizza for all the pizza. We love the pizza. Thank you to Lord Simcoe Brewing. And let me make sure I got everybody here. I should have had this up and ready to go. And uh, my mom, <laughs> my dad, Iggy, Charlie. <laughs> My wife, I think. Uh, thank you to everybody here at, uh, at the event center, obviously. Uh, Bright Lights, 2464 Young Street. You can look it up online. Book it for a w- It's a great wedding venue. Everybody's like, are you guys getting married? I'm like, well, we almost did that time that Jesse scored the overtime goal. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. We love you, and we will see you at the end of the month. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.